Hello and welcome to the Locked on Flyers podcast for Tuesday, August 25th. Your daily dose of Flyers news, analysis, and high quality content that, you know, isn't doing so good after last night's game. <laughs> yeah, not a great start to the series for the Flyers, for sure. No, definitely not. But there definitely are some good things that we saw in that game, uh, even though it was very frustrating. So to make sure you keep up on everything Locked on Flyers, make sure you follow us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, honestly, wherever you get your podcasts, so you can get all of our episodes here on the Locked on Sports Network, your team, every day. We're your hosts, I'm Danielle. And I'm Rachel. And today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get $10 off your first order. So, today we are talking about last night's game. We will recap the first of the second round series between the Flyers and the Islanders. And then, you know, discuss some concerns, or I guess not concerns so much as key points that the Flyers need to execute well to win in this series. And then we will wrap up by looking at the other series around the league. You can always follow us on Twitter at LockedOnFlyers. You can tweet us any of your questions, concerns, or if you just need to vent, we are here for you. And we are also, uh, you can also email us at LockedOnFlyers at gmail.com. So let's jump into game one. Uh, before the game started, we got some news that Shane Gossesbear and Nick Kubel are in and Robert Haig and JVR are out. So with that news, Rachel, were you surprised at all or? No, I thought they would put NAK back in as soon as he was available. So I was glad to see that. And, you know, JBR has been in the doghouse for a while. And so, you know, given how the team managed to pull through without him at the tail end of the Montreal series, I I figured they would kind of ride whatever else their lineup was looking like. Yeah, I think uh, definitely those uh, additions uh, to the lineup made sense. I think any players that can drive offense um, are needed in in the lineup. Um, But I I was actually pretty surprised that Gosper got in. I thought Haig would would get the nod just because he hits really hard. So (laughs) Um, that is true. Yeah, Um, it's a shame for JVR, though, because I just in my mind, I just feel like in the lineup, he just doesn't fit. Not necessarily that he's been playing badly. It's just, where do you put him? Um, so many other players, like, you, you're not going to take Farabee out. He's looked great. Um, you know, Pitlick has looked good. Uh, even players that necessarily haven't looked that great, um, they're kind of, JVR wouldn't be able to replace them in the lineup. So it definitely sucks for him. But, uh, Looking in, looking at the lines for last night's game, we saw there was obviously some shuffling. But when the game started, we saw Raffle, Couturier, and Voracek out uh, together. Uh, then we saw Farabee, Hayes, and TK uh, that left Drew, Grant, and NAK together, and then um, Pitlick, Thompson, and Lawton. And then the, and then the defensive pairs were, of course, Provorov, Niskanen, Sanheim, Myers, and Braun and Ghost. But that, those lines maybe lasted a little bit longer than we would have liked that throughout that first period. And then um, AV definitely switched them up. We saw uh, Claude bumped up to that top line with Couturier and Voracek. Um, and then we saw 
Lawton, Grant, and NAK together, uh, Raffle, Thompson, and Pitlick, and then Farabee, Hayes, and Konechny stayed the same. What did you think of those lineup changes? Yeah, I was glad to see AV shuffle the lines around a bit during the game, especially, you know, the fourth line was just dreadful to start out the game. And I think, you know, he rotated Raffle down there to try and give it some stability because at least, you know, Raffle can generate plays. And he seems to always be in the right place at the right time defensively as well. And I just think that that line absolutely needed it. And I think it was good to put Giroux back up on the top line and get a rhythm going again with Coots and Voracek. I think, you know, that was a positive step. Like, obviously, none of it came to fruition in the way of a goal. <laughs> but I think that, you know, especially during the second period, I think some of those changes were definitely a positive step forward. Yeah, I completely agree with you. I mean, just moving uh, Giroux up, it just, and like moving uh, Raffle down, it really just put, it stabilized those other three lines because I think it was clear that the Hayes line just was, so the, the the dominant line uh in that game and they were just having snake so much bit success. but dominant yeah yeah exactly i mean they they definitely uh were pushing the off uh, any of the offensive uh chances that the flyers did get it was coming from that line so moving the other lines around definitely did aid the flyers hopefully um next game we can see uh that come to fruition through some goals but that first period i don't know if they were, I, I don't know, they just didn't look like they were they were ready to play. I think that they thought it was going to be definitely a feeling out period, and the Islanders did not do that. They brought it to them. They were the Flyers were outshot fifteen to four in that period, uh, and they got a goal. The first goal definitely wasn't the best. I think um, a lot of people would have preferred Hart to stop that one, but there was a lot of traffic in front, and um, you know, in situations like that, you would really want the Flyers to be able to clear that puck from uh, the middle of the ice. With that said, you definitely cannot fault anything or uh, on Hart. He was their best player uh, last night. Yeah, I think so too. I, I, I just felt so bad that Hart, you know, it seems based on the score. I mean, obviously there was one empty netter, which we'll have to talk about that too. But uh, it just based on the score you wouldn't think he had a good game but he really did and I you know I think there were some defensive breakdowns in front of him that led to you know at least two of the goals for sure and it it was just a mess and then you know at the other end of the rink Varlamov played a really great game yeah yeah absolutely hate to give him credit because uh well i know i do but he did he stopped 20 uh 29 of the 29 shots he faced Hart stopped 25 of the 28 so uh moving on to the second period it was definitely a lot better i think the flyers came out i think they held the islanders without a shot for seven minutes i believe uh, and we've talked about Charlie O'Connor. He definitely, he does the data entry tracking. Um, and he said, uh, he tweeted out that, uh, the second period was huge, had a huge edge for the Flyers in terms of entry volume in the period 30 to the Islanders 18. 
But uh, it was really then that you could see that the Flyers forecheck was uh, effective and they were able to get to their game, which I think is a positive um, from this from last night's game is that, you know, they didn't get the, the result that they wanted, but we did see that they can get to their game and dictate play. Um, it's just now putting that together for a full 60 minutes and then actually scoring on those opportunities that they get. Yeah, I I think that also part of the problem there was that the Islanders' defensive structure gets a lot of sticks out in front of the net and positions themselves so well that it doesn't screen the goaltender, but it creates extra bodies and sticks in the way of shots. So you saw so many flyers attempts go off the defenseman in front of the net, a redirect wide of the net, and then Varlamov had a clear view to be able to stop everything else. And I think that, you know, one of the things that the Flyers really need to do is clear those guys and those defensemen in front of the net. Like, just get a body there and push them the hell away, you know? Yeah. Um, it was kind of frustrating because that was definitely something I, I noticed a couple of times. Oh, so moving on to the third period, which... I wouldn't say it just the game blew wide open then, but it definitely, uh, I don't know, just like the knife in the back, right? You just knew the Flyers weren't getting, weren't going to come back from this, uh, in this game. But the J.G. Pajot goal was just, just blown coverage. Yeah, it was really unfortunate and kind of, I think, took the wind out of the sails of any comeback attempt that the Flyers had been trying to put together. I know that you wanted to talk about the empty net goal. Yeah, I just, it was very curious to me to pull the goalie with over seven minutes left. And I know they were down three goals and, you know, pulling the goal early is sometimes a really effective thing. But by early, I'm thinking like three and a half, four minutes left, you know? So it's, um, it, it was definitely high risk. And with the way that the Flyers have been playing, to be fair, Tavinho, I think that they had put some really good structure together in the second and a little bit in the third. They were cycling the puck. They were able to maintain possession. They were able to maintain time in the zone for extended periods of time. So I'm sure he's thinking, oh, well, we can do that again with an extra attacker and maybe get around this defensive wall that's that's up and get one back and get back into this game. So I, I understand where the logic is coming from. I just think that the way this game was going, you just knew it wasn't going to work and it was going to backfire. And I don't know if that makes me negative, but it 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 just felt like more desperation than actual strategy. Uh, you know, I definitely can see your point. I think I'm of the mindset where it's like, you know, AV's pulled the goalie early before and it's worked out and this time it just didn't. So, you know, I loved it then and I'm not going to be one to be critical of it now when it didn't work out. Um, I just, I mean, if it would have worked out, we would have said he was like brilliant. Right. But so I, I mean, I really don't mind it. Like the Flyers lose three to zero or the Flyers lose four to zero. They still lost. It's a playoff. It's a playoffs. It doesn't really matter. Like it's just a winner or lose. So 
hopefully next time we're not in a situation like this, but you know, I'd rather AV go for it than to just sit back. If that makes any sense. No, it absolutely does. And that's why you know, I said I was a little torn about it. But yeah, uh, I mean, I definitely see your point. Um, and you're right. The way that the game was going, it did not seem like it was going to work. Overall, I, I will say I want to take some positives out of that game. And and it's important to look at what they did in the second period and just have them figure out a way to replicate it for a full game, like you said. So, Rachel, with all of these playoff games, uh, I have been glued to my couch and I have not been wanting to miss a single minute of action by cooking. So I've been using DoorDash, which is just amazing because they have everything. One night if I want to order Chinese, the next night if I want to order pizza, there really is something for everyone on DoorDash. And the best part is that I can continue to support my local restaurants in my community safely. There are over thousands of restaurants open for delivery on DoorDash. And, you know, supporting my favorite restaurants makes me feel really good, too. Yeah, I think DoorDash has been one of my saving graces of this whole pandemic. And ordering is so easy. You open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be left safely outside your door with the contactless delivery drop-off setting. They have over 300,000 partners in the U.S., Puerto Rico, Canada, Australia. You can support your local go-tos or choose from your favorite national chain restaurants like Chipotle, Wendy's, or the Cheesecake Factory. And it's so easy. And right now, our listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCKEDONNHL. That's $5 off your order and zero delivery fees for your first order when you download the DoorDash app on the App Store and enter code LOCKEDONNHL. Don't forget, that's code LOCKEDONNHL for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. Piggybacking off what you said, Rachel, uh, looking at the positives, definitely we have to focus on uh, the second period. And one thing that I was keeping an eye out on was the five-on-five play because that was one thing that we talked about at nauseum with Arthur and our, in yesterday's episode. And um, that was something that we talked about with Samantha on Sunday's episode, how the, the Islanders have just been able to limit the their opponents' five-on-five chances. And in this game, the Flyers had um, on in five-on-five uh 25 scoring or 27 scoring chances and nine uh, high danger chances and they had an expected goals percentage of 2.26 which you know is was pretty much right on par with uh the five on five chances that the islanders have got in that game they were doing some things right for sure which i think makes an interesting potential case for putting jvr back in the game Right. He's been sitting a little while, so I'm sure he's irritated and hungry and wants to prove himself. Right. So and he does when he's on his game, does have a decent amount of creativity and he's that net front presence that could potentially break through here. And, you know, I I don't love him. I don't love how he's been playing but if there's a situation to maybe put him in for one game and and give it one more shot maybe this is it and I can't believe I'm saying these words but (laughs) nonetheless I think there is that opportunity there 
And I think you're right. And my only question would be, where would where in the lineup would you put him? That's the problem, right? Yeah. I, I think that you almost end up having to force the Lawton at center thing and, and get rid of either Grant or Thompson. And so, that, see, that's... That's just something that I feel like, based on what we saw, the Flyers are just not going to do. Because they'd rather have Giroux at center than Lawton. And Nate Thompson, I mean, I don't want to say... I don't know if these matchups were something that A.V. was actually trying to match up against. But, you know, that Nate Thompson's line was out multiple times against the Barzell line, which... (laughs) um, yeah, I'm not a fan of no. that. I mean, sometimes it works and then some, and sometimes it doesn't. And I think you, um, you poke the bear, you're gonna get bur- you're gonna get bitten, and uh, I I don't want that to happen next game. So I I just I don't know in situations like that, I I just don't see Nate Thompson coming out of the lineup. So it's just it's hard with JVR for sure. Yeah, I mean another option, right? Is if you're gonna make Giroux your center. I mean, put him on a line with JBR and say NAK. Yeah, that's a line that we haven't seen this postseason, so that would be interesting. So just throwing that out there. <laughs> uh, okay, so I said we'd get into special teams. Uh, not so many opportunities in this game. Um, each team got one chance, and they did not score on the man advantage. Uh, I thought the penalty kill looked better, especially since the last time we saw them against Montreal. I think the penalty kill looked a lot better um, and that was a positive, even though the Isles scored uh, five on five. Yeah, I mean, we knew that's what was going to happen, right? But I mean, you're right that the structurally the penalty kill looked pretty solid, and you know, I I was okay with how that went. Yeah, I was hoping that we would get a little, maybe get a a shorthanded goal, but honestly, I think that might have been too much to hope for in last night's game. What did you think of the the power play? You know, it wasn't awful. You know, yeah. I, I think that they did what they had to do. They got set up nicely. They had some really good passing, I think. But, you know, part of this game overall was that the Islanders' defense just knew the Flyers were going to go for the pass in a lot of situations. It was very clear that, you know, they weren't taking earlier shots at all. And mixing yeah. it up and, and putting different looks in front of them. It took a long time for that to kick in a, in a little bit. And even that even settled back down too to be kind of back to the old passeroo, you know. So yeah. I I think that they just need to, I hate being like the shoot guy, but I'm going to be the shoot <laughs> guy. Just just mix it up a little bit and take a couple of earlier shots and, you know, utilize rebounds and not overthink it on the passing. I agree with you. And then, you know, again, that's where GVR would definitely be helpful. Exactly. <sighs> Getting into the star players. I think that's a big concern that a lot of Flyers fans have, you know. Giant really... old elephant in the room. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Couturier had a brutal night and I'm very hesitant to, to criticize Couturier because I mean, it's Sean Couturier, uh, but he did not look good. Uh, I don't know what's going on with him and I don't know if it's maybe just like, he was out of position a whole lot defensively, a whole lot. And yeah. It, and then it just was... like his passes and, and the giveaways and it just, it, it was a, a little shocking. I have to say. 
that even when you know he hasn't had a great game you you at least saw flashes of actual coots and I just felt like there was almost none of that in this game and that was a little upsetting and it doesn't help when everybody else seems to be snake bit and you know he's he's got to really step up and I, AV called him out after the game he, he called out you know a lot of the vets as he should uh, because I, I thought that Jeru you know once he was put back up on Kutz's line I thought that he looked better but I mean there were times when Jeru was on the ice that I, I didn't even notice him yeah I don't know it's uh it's it is a dilemma Danielle it, it definitely is I thought Voracek looked good though um uh, I thought that he he didn't look as dominant uh like as he did uh, against Montreal but I thought that he looked good compared to a lot of the other vets so I, I definitely didn't want to loop uh, group him in with uh everyone else I thought he did good I, uh, I said it before I thought that Kevin Hayes looked really good I thought that his line looked especially good um warms my heart that's fair be on the wing too because i i was really interested in that line you know tk you talk about snake bitten no i felt so bad you you could just tell how frustrated he was and i don't know it and it was also hard to watch because that line was generating some real good offensive opportunities and you know kevin hayes missing on a breakaway and then you you know, you just wanted one of them to break through. Yeah. Yeah, honestly, you really did. And they were going up against the Beauvillier line. I know that's not the center, but in my head, it's the Beauvillier line. And they were they were holding their own. Like, they were really getting them stuck in the defensive zone and, and cycling the puck, and um, which you love to see. But you just, they just could not, uh, they could not get one past Barmalov. So we will see what changes AV makes um, and hopefully those changes can spark something with the vets and get the flyers going because we need to see a full 60 of that second period. We do. Talking about erectile dysfunction is never easy, but we're doing it. And while we may not be the best people to talk to, the people at Roman are. Roman provides real healthcare professionals who can prescribe real medication. It's simple, safe, and totally discreet. Yeah, with Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. A healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping. To get started, it's simple. Just go to roman.com slash locked on NHL today. If approved, you'll get $15 off your first order of ED treatment. That's GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNHL. GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNHL. All right, Rachel. So let's look at the other series around the league. So in the Eastern Conference, of course, we have Boston facing Tampa. And currently, Boston is up one in the series. And they won 3-2 over the Lightning. Did you see any of that game? Yeah, I saw a little bit of it. And it was the beginning part of the game where Boston went up 3-0. And then Tampa clawed back a little bit, but it fell short. 
in the end with the three two final score. But I th- I think my main takeaway from it is that you know Boston looked real bad in the round robin, but then just really killed it in the first round of the playoffs. And you know there had been this thing like oh is Boston done and they are clearly not done (laughs) they're doing (laughs) just fine they're back to their usual playoff (laughs) selves and uh yeah so I guess we have to worry about them now yeah that's exactly uh what I thought too I was thinking everyone thought Boston was done and they look great (laughs) we uh, say through clenched teeth yes exactly um, especially after the Sixers losing to the Celtics. Nah. So I'm not a fan of Boston right nope. now. So, yeah, they look great. And I think this will definitely be an interesting series. I don't think Tampa is uh, going to take that too lightly, especially after uh, them getting through Columbus. So that'll be an interesting series for sure. Then we have Vancouver against uh, Vegas and Vegas is up one in that series. Uh, they won five to zero, which just broke my heart. Oh, <laughs> I was man. all in on the Canucks. <laughs> that was a tough one. I know it. It was really tough. Man, Vegas looks so good right now. They, they just have they everything do. buttoned up, and it is quite scary. And you know, before the playoffs started, I saw a lot of people predicting Vegas would be the team to make it to the Stanley cup final. And they're sure looking like Mm -hmm. it right now. They really are. And it's so like, I don't know if I just always overlook Vegas. I mean, I I don't follow the Western conference too closely, but man, I did not think they were as good as they looked at that game. They really, I mean, Vancouver just looked like (laughs) so outmatched. And um, so uh, hopefully they can make it a series, but Vegas looks incredible. They do. And, you know, obviously they had to, I I say overcome in a joking way, but the uh, flurry agent backstabbing tweet controversy. (laughs) (laughs) That was just so crazy. (laughs) What was Alan Walsh thinking? I have no idea. Yeah, I mean, there must be something because he kept that tweet up. I mean, obviously now it's deleted, but he kept that tweet up for a long time. <laughs> it's just like, is this a joke? What is going on? And then, of course, Hockey Twitter making it a meme was uh, hilarious. Of course. But also sad because I like Marc-Andre Fleury, even though he um, he plays for Vegas. But yeah, that there's, you know, it's no soap operas, just hockey. Exactly. Right? <laughs> In uh, the last series is um, Dallas versus Colorado. And you want some goals? Is up- this is your series. <laughs> yeah, talk about it. Dallas is up uh, is up one in the series, but they won five to two, five to three. So there were tons of goals to uh, um, to pick because they they really did. They were going, I, I, and it's so crazy because I was not expecting Dallas to be as high scoring as that game showed, but they seem to be gelling and um good for them i i like dallas so uh and you know it's always nice to see the abs lose (laughs) yeah i i like both of these teams i think you know there's some real exciting players on colorado obviously nathan mckinnon is just rock star and they're a fun team to watch and i i think in the previous series when colorado played arizona it just felt uncomfortable because 
Arizona was just getting shellacked. And so it was slightly less fun seeing Colorado do that, I think, as a non-Colorado fan. But I think this series, are, both teams have managed to put their offense together. And, you know, I would love of any of the series for this one to go seven games because I would love to watch seven games of these two high-flying teams. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. Um and it's just so crazy how like maybe like one injury can can affect a team, right? Because I thought, you know, Colorado looked good, but then when Eric Johnson uh was out, they I mean that really did hinder their defense. So it's just it's so crazy, but Yeah, um, and then also Grubauer being out indefinitely oh, yeah, as well. Right. So Frank Hoos is going to be playing at least for game two, we'll see, you know, how that goes moving forward. But yeah, that was a tough break for them. Um, you never like to see anyone get, get hurt. And Grubauer seems like such a, a fun, sweet goalie. So definitely feel bad for him. But I definitely agree with you. It's going to be an interesting series. Any predictions? I, I mean, I know that predictions are so dangerous very dangerous but this one has no meaning like we don't we don't really care yeah <laughs> like it won't hurt I, us. I would like one of the series to go to seven games that's for sure because yeah. we haven't gotten a game seven yet and mm-hmm. I, I need that kind of energy so that should be fun. i think dallas colorado probably has the highest potential to go to seven mm-hmm. but again you know we'll see how that plays out especially with the injuries i just don't see Vegas losing uh, I w- maybe five games for that series. Uh, Boston, Tampa yeah. Bay, I I feel like I need game two to really understand where this series is going. See, I think I, I would be confident to see that this is going seven games. I mean, these are two very good teams. And I just, I can, like, I don't know who's going to win. And I can absolutely see it coming down to a game seven. I know who I would like to win. Right. But, uh, yeah. So uh, I could definitely see that. Hopefully, you know, like, we can get two game sevens, Colorado and Dallas and Boston and Tampa. I wouldn't mind that. Yeah. As long as the Flyers are not in game seven. No. No. <laughs> they, I want them securely <laughs> to, not to. But to bring it back to the Flyers, let's talk about our Flyers fun thing. And that is our friend Kevin Hayes talking to NHL.com. I feel like... You know, my prayers have been answered. Earlier this summer, I was like, the Flyers never, like, no one's talking about the Flyers. No one's talking to the Flyers. And every couple of days we go, uh, there's an interview with Kevin Hayes or someone's talking about Kevin Hayes, which I will take um, because that means they're talking about the Flyers. But this was a good interview. Um, uh, they talked about, like, you know, how the room gels and, and like, his time on with the Flyers and Hayes is always so complimentary of all the players, and he really went to death with Ivan Provorov. I think they asked him specifically, like, why um, why he thinks Provorov wasn't in the Norse uh, conversation when he really should be, and Kevin Hayes just rang his praises, which, you know, same. I agree, Kevin. <laughs> uh, you can never have too much, Kevin Hayes. Never, honestly, especially when he's waxing poetry about Ivan Provorov, Carter Hart, the team. I love it. So, yeah, we will link that interview in the show notes so that you all can watch it. And, uh, yeah, a good way to end the, the episode. So with that, we want to thank everyone for listening to today's show. We will be back again on Thursday to recap the first of a 
of the back-to-back this week. As a reminder, we always want to hear from you. So send us in your thoughts on Twitter at LockedOnFlyers or LockedOnFlyers at gmail.com. I'm Danielle, and you can find me on Twitter at Danielle underscore Nick. That's Danielle underscore N-I-C-C. And I'm Rachel. I'm on Twitter at rmiriam. That's R-M-I-R-I-A-M. Now tune in to the most recent episode of Locked on NHL.